You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? Another episode of First and Foxborough previewing Patriots and Bengals coming up on Saturday instead of Sunday because, hey, it's Christmas holiday. Everybody's got to gotta hang out with your families. Even the football players got to respect that for sure. And I'm joined today by Mike Santagata, a.k.a. at Bengals Sands, if you follow him on Twitter. Love checking out this man's breakdowns on, I mean, Bengals generally, but just film, period. Um, I'm, I'm always a sucker for film accounts. So how are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing all right. Just got off a four-hour radio show. I got up at like 5 a.m., not used to that, uh, or at least not willingly doing that. But I'm, I'm going strong. I'll crash sometime in the afternoon. It's all good. But I want to talk about some football. Uh, huge game for the Patriots coming up. Uh, probably going to decide their, their playoff fate if they lose to the Bengals, who have been quite arguably the hottest team, probably not even arguably the hottest team in football. Six-game winning streak. What has this turnaround looked like for the Bengals from where you've been sitting? Yeah, really, they got embarrassed on Halloween, if you can remember back then, by the Browns yep. in a game that wasn't even close. Hurt me personally because I was so excited for the Mannings to talk about Burrow, and uh, they gave them no reason to talk about Burrow. They were onto the garbage time topics uh, within seconds of that game. But, yeah, they they obviously they're playing better. But more than that, I feel like Jamar Chase – went out and it felt like the team just was able to not in that Browns game, but every game after that, they kind of built more of a cohesive offense uh, so that they're not just relying on Jamar chase to make these big catches down the field, which obviously he could still do, but now they are able to move the ball more methodically down the field. Their run game's getting better. It's been getting better for weeks, but uh, during this run, it's been, it started to fall back off, but it was getting better. Uh, and then the passing game, I mean, Burrow's playing outstanding and they aren't so reliant on just, you know, deep shots, go balls, explosive plays. They're actually almost not relying on that at all. And they're just moving the ball in these eight, 10, 12 yard chunks, which is very efficient offense. And then the defense, they get DJ reader back during this. They had, they got him back during the stretch. Huge part of the defense. They lost Chidobe Wuzier, but they haven't lost a beat there, really. Um, but TJ Reader really just brings that whole unit together uh, and is a big reason why they were able to stop Derrick Henry. He ran for under three yards of carry. They stopped uh, Nick Chubb. He ran under three yards of carry during the stretch. So the run defense has been incredible, which I think is also going to be <laughs> important with Ramondi Stevenson and the Patriots. Absolutely. And I think that in a game like the one that they could face tomorrow, where it's, you know, 20 degrees, potentially somewhere around uh, game time, you know, in, in the 20s, you probably could feel even colder than that. Gillette Stadium has uh, a penchant, a reputation for uh, being kind of windy. So the, the, the conditions, you know, could suggest that it could be one of those, yeah, grind it out on the ground sort of games, which, I mean, the Patriots in theory are supposed to be good at that, but haven't been quite that good at it over the past couple of months so when you look at the Patriots offense the dysfunctional mess that a lot of us uh, tend to uh, talk about it as what are you looking for that perhaps you know you you want to be keeping an eye on aside from Ramondre Stevenson 
Yeah, to me, the Patriots' offense, if they're going to get rolling, it's probably run game, run game, and then taking calculated shots in the passing game because, I mean, I'm not the expert on this, but it feels like Mac Jones did not progress as much as you would hope this season, and you can't just rely on him. Okay, yeah, dropping back 40 times. I don't want to speak out of turn, but uh, you, you can't really rely on him dropping back 40 times in this game. Um, so if they can't get the run game going, that could be an issue for the offense, but it's a really good run game. So I, I think that's really where my my eyes are glued, although I am very interested in – I'm an offensive line guy, so I'm interested – I like I've always liked Trent Brown. I, he's just such a unique guy, just being so large and uh, a good, good pass protector, at, at, at least at times when he's – giving full effort and then uh Cole Strange which I think got panned but early on I thought the returns were good but I haven't kept up on that I don't know how he's doing yeah it's been a bit up and down with him because I think some of it was Trent Brown being sick and then David Andrews going out with an injury so he was playing with uh kind of less than a full complement of veteran help on either side and I think his play really suffered but I think it started to even back out again where he's been he's been fine um, so, I mean, obviously the value of that pick is not what you're looking for if you're the New England Patriots, yeah. but the production, I think, by and large, has been fine. He has not been the problem with your offense. The problem has been just about everything else, whether it's, uh, you know, play calling or play design where you got terrible route spacing by your receivers or Mac Jones starting to let the frustration get to him a little bit. Do you think the Bengals pass rush, which is going to be missing Sam Hubbard, and going to have a less than 100% Trey Hendrickson, do you think they've got enough to frustrate Mac Jones from a pressure standpoint? That's probably going to come down to one of the underrated matchups of the game with uh, Trey Hendrickson and uh, Trent Brown playing left tackle. Uh, I think Trey Hendrickson is obviously not 100%, and uh, I don't know if Trent Brown is. <laughs> he feels like he's almost always under 100%. Uh, but uh, that's a, it's a fun matchup. They're two good players in my opinion uh trey hendrickson pro bowler and you know he's had like 15 sacks two years in a row so yeah obviously a good player but uh he's he's got a broken wrist they, they said it can't get worse so it's just a pain tolerance no idea how that's going to go for him but uh this is his first try at a game since he broke it i guess he well i guess he did play the rest of that game with the broken wrist but adrenaline you know <laughs> yeah um Everybody else, the, the Bengals don't get a ton of pass rush. They don't need to. They do a really good job of flooding coverages and making guys hold on to the ball. They like to drop – they're one of the leaders and drop eight, sending an extra guy into coverage and only rushing yeah. three. And they're not getting a ton of pressure on that. They're just – you got to throw the ball eventually, and they can create such constricted windows. Brady threw a pick on that just last week. So I, I think that's going to be a big part is – probably less of the pass rush, although Trey Hendrickson can always get home and guys like DJ reader and BJ Hill, they're fine in the inside, but they're more just kind of push the pocket a little bit, maybe make him move off his spot. They're not really sack guys. And Joseph Osai is a complete wild card. Uh, he started one game, got a good pressure that forced an interception last week on Brady, but uh, didn't come away with any sacks. He has a couple sacks on the year though. Can he do anything on the right side? Complete question mark to me, but uh, I don't know about uh, getting a ton of pressure. They're not really a defense that does that. I think if you look at their pressure rates and they're not one of the leaders in sacks, what they do well on defense is playing solid run defense, getting you into third and long, and then playing really good coverage, even though they keep losing guys <laughs> the secondary. Right, right. Now, you, you've talked about the importance of Jamar Chase 
to this offense and the playmakers that they have aside from that T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, right? I mean, the, the skill positions are loaded, but I think a lot of the conversation that, you know, thing, things have revolved around out here is kind of the Joe Burrow versus Mac Jones thing. Cause Mac Jones has been very frustrated and very animated. Hasn't quite been playing very well of late, but it's very juxtaposed strongly against, Joe cool, you know, and, and I mean, his, his swagger and the way that he plays, you've gotten a chance to watch this guy for a couple of years now. What stands out to you about Joe Burrow? Obviously the cool and toughness because no way around it. This offensive line was terrible when he got here and he got sacked like a hundred times over his first two years. And it started to look that way this year, but it's gotten better. Um, Just, he never, he never looks frustrated and, under duress he does a really good job out of uh out of the pocket making plays like that as well but in the pocket really good processing he just always feels like he makes there's rare occurrences but it almost always feels like he makes the right decision and he's so accurate with the ball the only issue is the one that gets talked about a lot is he doesn't have an elite arm or anything but almost everything else is just it's high up there. You know, this is why he's being considered one of the elite quarterbacks. It's like, what makes him good? It's like, well, his processing, his accuracy, working out of structure, you know, even running the ball a little bit. He's doing that more this year. Just, I don't know. He's just, everything about him is awesome. The arm strength could leave a little bit to be desired, but he's thrown interceptions this year. And I think six of them have been batted at the line. So I think that's where, if you're the Patriots that you could, get him is he gets the ball out so quick that yeah defenders don't always rush they just kind of right. get the hands up and they've been very unlucky about balls being tipped at the line getting intercepted because the Bengals are getting these tips too on defense but they're not picking the ball off and that's the frustrating part yeah well you know what they might have some of those opportunities uh, on Saturday though I think Mac Jones has done a better job of taking care of the football of late his only interceptions um, over the past few weeks have come where he's gotten his arm hit, which is, well, that's another thing because uh, you know, the offensive line uh, at times has not protected him as well as you would like. When you look at the all the factors involved with you know, the, the, the forecast and, and just what each team does well, what are you looking at as, as the key to the Bengals winning this game against the Patriots? Yeah, I think Bill Belichick and the Patriots are probably going to do a lot to take Jamar Chase away. That just feels like – I know they faced the Dolphins earlier this year, and they did something similar. And I watched their game against the Raiders, and the Raiders don't have a T. Higgins or a Tyler, but they got Darren Waller, but they don't have that guy. But it felt like the Patriots were kind of like Devontae Adams not beating us in this game type of defense, and I think you could see that. So does the game come down to these Patriots' other guys against T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd? Um, so that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing as the Bengals offensive approach is you can get Jamar Chase's touches, manufacture some screens and whatnot, but can T Higgins and Tyler Boyd take advantage of the opportunities that could be presented through, uh, the defense devoting more resources to Jamar Chase. Also just, they have to be able to protect up front the, uh, the twists and the creepers and everything this Patriots yeah. defense done does is so scary <laughs> as, a, as a Bengal, if you're, if you're a Bengals fan, because 
they haven't done the best job picking those up this year and watching those and Jawan Bentley run over running backs on his way to the quarterback is just kind of, Oh, that, that could happen too. <laughs> they might not be able to get the ball downfield because they won't be able to pick these up. So I think it's going to be, can the Patriots pass rush beat this Bengals offensive line? And then can T Higgins and Tyler Boyd take advantage of possibly advantageous matchups on the outside? See, look at that, Patriots fans. There's there's some reasons for positivity, okay? There's some reasons to think that it's not going to be a 40-point blowout, okay? Because I think a lot of people are really worried about, about this game and, and afraid of the Patriots getting absolutely whacked. Now, with that in mind, final question, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday? I think this Patriots defense is going to play well, and I think the Patriots are going to – this is season on the line. Like you said, this is, I think they're going to throw everything at the Bengals to try to win this game just because if they drop this one and I haven't looked at the schedule, but I assume this is probably one of their harder it's, remaining games. <laughs> it's probably dire if they, if they lose this game, I, I would, right. I would think that their season's probably over. Yeah. I think that, I think they know that too, even if they're not mathematically eliminated or anything. So I think they're going to throw everything at them. I, I do think the Bengals offense is too talented to be held down for 60 minutes. And I trust the Bengals run defense against the Patriots run offense, although that is a strength on strength matchup. I think it's going to be a, a tightly contested, I don't know, kind of like slugfest here. Uh, but I think the Bengals end up winning a close, probably a lower scoring game than Vegas predicted. I don't, I haven't looked at the line, but it makes me feel like a 23 to 20 type game where Nobody feels great <laughs> coming out of it, but uh, Bengals can walk out of there with a, a win. Although I will give the Patriots credit. If they can get all that pressure and stuff on defense and just get a few you know, lucky breaks, a turnover here or there, the Bengals have been known to throw that ball and it gets tipped and they're not the ones catching it. So if they can yeah. get a few of those and they, they can pull it out. But I, if I was predicting the game, I'm going to go Bengals. They are just so hot right now, it's hard to go against them. I am honored that you think that the Patriots can score 20 points in a game. Though, I mean, you got to get, I mean, they, they, they did have 24 last week, but uh, seven of those were uh, courtesy of the defense, which I mean, yeah, two defensive touchdowns in the last two weeks for the Patriots defense. So that'll be something to watch. Mike Santagata, AKA Bengal Sands. Thank you so much for joining first in Foxborough. This was really cool. Make sure y'all check out this breakdown, check out all the other stuff we've done throughout the week down here at first in Foxborough to get ready for this game. We'll catch you next time.